Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. It's closer. It's closer, and with the heat we're picking up this week, your Wisconsin strawberry season is going to really accelerate. Ed Burrs from Burrsberry Patch in Barneveld's along with us. You know, uh, we just got done talking about the, the cool, wet start to the spring, and now all of a sudden, bam, uh, temperatures like we're in July. Uh, talk to, explain the chemistry on what's happening with that plant, what's happening with those berries, Ed, and then, like I said, we put the pedal to the metal with these temperatures in the 90s and upper 80s. Yeah, so since in the Midwest here they grow what they call June-bearing strawberries, um, which the, the berry plant itself kind of responds to day length. So if you notice how we get the strawberries mostly ripening, producing in the month of June, of course that's the month where there's the most daylight, and that's that's kind of what's happening in the plant. The plant senses that it's it's got maximum amount of daytime. Um, it had produced the blossoms in May. And now we're getting the fruit of the, the pollination time in May, and now we're, the, the berries start to ripen. And, and the processes really pick up, especially when you get a lot of heat. Um, what we find with our strawberry patch, since we're kind of down in a, in, a, in a valley where it's a little cooler than you might find in, in areas around kind of the surrounding area on the hilltops or where there's a lot more sunshine, uh, it stays cooler down there longer, and it takes the plants a lot longer to photosynthesize and to, and to actually sense so that there's actually more day lengths down there. So I would say our, at our farm in particular, compared to other farms around southern Wisconsin, we, we tend to be, you know, five to seven days behind those other farms just because of how we're located down a little more shady or a little cooler area. So the plants respond to the, the extra sunlight, the extra day lengths, um, and they're certainly going to respond to the heat that's coming the next two weeks. Now, let's talk a little bit about your season then, Ed. How are you, can you extend your season? How do you manage through this sudden escalation of heat? And tell us a little bit, I, I think I remember the king fruit were some of the first berries that we see. Help people understand how you try to stretch the season as much as you can. Sure. So a couple of ways the farmers do that is by variety selection, just like any crop that you're going to grow. Um, you, you select varieties based on different traits. Um, one of the traits we look at is maturity season. Um, we have both early season and late season varieties. There's some mid-season ones you can get. There's some very late, late season ones you can get. Um, so depending on the farm, um, that's what you're going to come across when you go to visit them. We tend to like to stick to two varieties because both they've, they've adjusted and, and seem to produce well year after year depending on whatever kind of soil or whatever kind of weather conditions you have, these varieties have been, they've been pretty reliable. And so one's an early season one, one's a late season one. And the other thing that will affect the maturity date on them each year is how old the field is. If you've got a three or four-year-old bed of strawberries, they're going to produce a little bit earlier than that same variety of strawberries that's just newly planted last year. So we have, we have that situation at our farm. We've got one field that's five years old, actually, and it's already producing a few of the king fruits that are ripening. Um, actually, our workers went through and picked a few of those out of there yesterday. Um, but then we've got another field of that same variety we planted last year, and there's there's some fruits that are sizing up now. But it'll probably be another five days before we get some ripe ones out of there. So mm-hmm. it can it can make a big difference just having a different maturity stand and also a different variety. 
Now let's get uh, going on what we can do to capitalize on that available fruit, Ed. Uh, over the course of time, and people can understand, in light of the pandemic, you've changed some of the practices for Burr's Berry Patch, and I think other patches have done some of the same. Uh, that pre-pick business has gotten to be very difficult just because of labor, correct? Yes. So during the pandemic, we, we kind of closed down the pre-pick uh, aspect of our farm because a couple reasons. One was trying to get hired help to come out um, and working kind of in a, in, in a large group of people in there. We kind of wanted to space things out. Uh, also, we had just a huge demand for the UPIC business at the time because a lot of people were cooped up, not having anything to do. This was a great opportunity for them to get outside, spread them around outside in the, in the countryside, doing something recreational with their family, um, removing the masks, you know, all that good stuff that people are trying to find things to do um, in order to achieve that. So we, we ended up having limited acreage where we could have the UPIC and with all the extra people coming out, we just decided it was best to let people um, take care of picking the fruit themselves since more people wanted to do that. So it was, it was kind of a win-win for both customers and ourselves and the fact that we couldn't find a lot of labor um, to pick the strawberries anyway. So, and we, we just decided that since that time, um, our acreage hasn't changed. We, we continue to with about three, three and a half acres of strawberries, and the demand for UPIC has just remained up there. So we kind of stayed at that um, where we eliminated the pre-pick part of the business. The only, the only aspect that we've changed with that is um, the early pickings where there's just there's a sparse number of fruit. I send my workers through there early to get those early ones that are ripening out um, so that the next time we come through, there's a lot of people coming or a lot of strawberries coming ripe so that the UPIC customers have a real good time um, and can pick a lot of fruit when they go through them. Excellent. Ed Burrs from Burrs Berry Patch down in Barneveld along with us. Now, the other item that people are going to wonder about is price, Ed. Uh, one of our first conversations with Ed noted how the costs of everything relative to any aspect of agriculture have skyrocketed. Uh, what, are we, what are we thinking as far as prices this year, Ed? Um, we're going to be going up a little bit. Um, we're, as you said, the, the, the price of commodities and inputs for those growing those commodities is just skyrocketed. Um, we're going to be passing some of those costs on. I mean, it's, there's just no way, other way to survive other than to do that. Um, we will, we've, we've been over the years, my wife Kathy and I have been pricing products. You know, we, labor and, and other products have, or inputs have gone up in past years, not nearly not this um, extensive as it has this year, but we've kind of been pricing our products over the years, kind of at the higher end, um, I'd say, for the state of Wisconsin, um, just because we, we wanted to make sure we can maintain this for 30 years, and part of doing that is evaluating your costs each year. And so we, we've kind of kept our price up there to begin with, so that's, therefore we're not raising it a real, a real lot this year, but it is going up um, to try to offset some of those increased costs of inputs. Um, so I think, but I think most growers I've talked to, they're they're considering the same as well. I mean, they're like I said, if, if you're going to survive in this business or pretty much any business, you've you've got to try to recoup some of those extra costs um, in order to be profitable. Any other supply chain issues that people should be aware of? I mean, I know you may deal with them every day, Ed, but when I'm a visitor to the farm and notice something, uh, you know, anything from boxes to bags, you know, that type of thing. Anything else we might notice? Um, not, not a whole lot. One thing that is, a lot of people don't think about are porter potties. You know, I, we, we've been having, having trouble 
with some of the companies that that provide those in having enough supply of workers to get those out to your facilities. But we will have them available on the farm, so don't don't be worried about that. They'll be there. It's just trying to coordinate all that has been a little bit more of a challenge for Kathy to deal with getting those sort of things in and, and getting them in timely. So um, that's really the only big issue we've had so far that, that I understand. Okay. Well, that's, you know, those creature comforts are important, especially <laughs> in this weather. Very good. Ed Brewers, Brewers Berry Patch, along with us. Just to give you an update, again, the Wisconsin strawberry season quickly marching to uh, an area near you. And remember, we always remind you to go to wiberries.org if you want to try to find a strawberry patch near you. Every patch is individual, like Ed points out. Some may already be open and picking. Others may be just a couple days yet before they're ready to go. wiberries.org will help you get connected.